0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. It is a rivalry series that has more storylines than we could ever get to in a week. We're going to do our best with you on Sports Talk Mississippi this week. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, Michael And Time to go to the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. A Mississippi native who played at Mississippi State and had one heck of a head of hair. Ben Beckwith joins us right now, former offensive lineman at Mississippi State. Ben, ha- haven't seen you post football. I have to know—is the hair like it was in 2014, or uh, have you changed things up a little bit?
1: Man, it is. Uh, it's it's extremely. Uh, you know, it's one extreme to the other. I have a a fade and a and kind of a, a business casual cut now, and I'm about 80 pounds lighter, so I look a lot different.
0: Well, there you go. Good for you. Hey, I want to start here because this is, to me, one of the coolest things that we have in college football. You were a Burlesworth Award finalist in 2014. Uh, It's uh, an award that was named after Brandon Burlesworth at uh, at Arkansas, former walk-on that turned into a great player, uh, tragically gone far too soon. I'm curious, maybe in real time in 2014, when you were nominated for that award, and maybe even more so looking back, did that have a, a significant impact on you? Did that feel like a big deal?
1: Well, I tell, I, I kind of tell the story because this comes up a lot, and a lot of people are not aware of it more than they, you know, they really should be. I mean, it's a national award; it's it's a huge honor, and it's and it's you know, in place of someone that that did some tremendous things on the field, but. Um, I tell everybody, you know, I was was an All SEC player, I was All American, uh, you know, lineman of the week, all this other stuff, and I said, and then people ask me, what was your favorite nomination or favorite award, and I always tell them it was that one, due to the fact of it kind of gives the backdrop of what, you know, what it, what all happened in my career as far as starting as a walk on and then leaving as a All SEC All American, you know, starter and, and being a, you know, a major contributor to a good team and. I think that award kind of bundles that whole description up into one. When you tell someone that actually does know what the Burrowsworth Trophy is, they kind of perk up a little bit like, man, that's pretty impressive, you know. So, and then, it, you know, to go along with it, I know we got a guy that's up for it. And in that year, our fans were tremendous. I actually won the fan vote and, uh, and came in second in, in, in voting in general uh, for that award and uh, lost to a great receiver from East Carolina. And, uh, you know, it was the whole experience was awesome going up there and seeing his, you know, his locker that's kind of, you know, glass case and then knowing the story. Then the movie came out a couple years later. So it's all yeah. kind of, it's gotten kind of gotten bigger and more people are more, you know, recognize it more than I guess in the past for whatever reason. But, uh, so- yeah, it was a great honor. I enjoyed every minute of that. And that's probably one of my favorite accolades uh, from, from college. So so Ben I love what you said there
0: because it, for people that know the history of the Burlsworth Award you said it paints the backdrop for what you accomplished. So so how did you do it? How did you go from walk on at Benton Academy in 2010 to your playing on special teams a little bit at 11 and playing on special teams a lot and then as you said finishing as an and, uh, all SEC and offensive
1: lineman and an all American as well. How'd you do that? Man it's A lot of it was probably, uh, you know, I I say this, trying to say it in the right way, was kind of, you know, betting on myself, a little arrogant maybe, you know, a kid from a, I think I had 17 or 18 kids on my high school football team and um, just from a small town and, you know, just had everything stacked against me and always kind of had those naysayers that always told me I was crazy, you know, they're, you know, told me I should go to the local junior college and play football and do. And you know, put, do the role like all you know, so many others have done. Which, not trying to downplay that, that's a great, you know, a great way to do things. But I kind of had a different path in mind for myself, and I bet on myself and my family. Luckily, you know, supported me and, and had the the means to send me to a four year university without a scholarship. And and you know, I just got up there and I had a chip on my shoulder, and I, and I wanted to prove everyone wrong. As bad as that is to say, I just wanted, and that that motivated me almost more than getting on the field at times when i in my early career was just to get out and there were times when I in 2010 when I was sitting in the stands as a player for Mississippi State and not on the sidelines like I had to watch the game from the stands and that just motivated me even more and I, I think I earned a lot of respect you know my first year or two on campus when nobody really knew who I was as far as in, in, internally as far as coaches and players and I think if you talk to anybody now that, you know, that I think they recognize what I did in my early days as far as offseason training and earning the respect of, of the coaches and players and, and then earning a role. You know, we, most of our class that year redshirted besides, I think, two players. Um, and then, you know, from 11 to 14, we all pretty well played, you know, a, a bunch of snaps as a whole. And, um, you know, like you said, a significant snaps on, on special teams and things that, that Coach Mullen wanted me to kind of be the leader on certain things, on shield, on punt, which is pretty important to him, and things like that. That internally, a lot of guys respected more than your average, you know, uh, Saturday college football fan. But and then it led me to my junior year when I was actually a backup going into the Oklahoma State game. And uh, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd been put on scholarship, all that. So all that was accomplished, and my main goal then was to be a a guy that you know that we the team could lean on and and be a a role player and be a leader and uh, and when Justin went down against Oklahoma State everything just kind of fell in place um as bad as an injury is it gave me an opportunity to prove myself and I never let that never let go of that spot I started the the rest of my career at right guard and then one game at center and uh the rest is history man It, it, it wrote my book and has has taken me places that I never fathomed. I would go and got to go to the NFL and, and have had a blessed life ever since. And and like I said, I always tell people I take advantage of of being in the right place at the right time and you know having kind of recognition in that circle, especially in the state. And, and it's, it's kind of trampoline me into you know a successful career out of football and and uh, have a great family and son and everything's been great. So I, and, I, and I Mississippi State gave me all that. So I, I have nothing. Nothing but great things to say about that, and I could go on for days about it. But uh, I, I hope that gives you kind of a, a yeah, no doubt of what you're asking.
0: So. Absolutely, great answer, Ben. Look, we got to talk about the Egg Bowl now. It's time to talk about 2013 and that <laughs> incredible game. Obviously, you I know, thought you wanted to talk about 2014. No, we didn't want to talk about that one at all. No, uh, no, let's not
1: let's not do that.
0: <laughs> so, so that game, Ben, you know. Being in the stands, everybody thinks Dak Prescott's not playing. And obviously the story of that game is he comes in in the fourth quarter and sort of come off out of the bullpen to get the win. As When did the team know
1: he was going to be able to go? I think uh, – I'm trying to remember this right. If I remember correctly, and I, and I could butcher this some, uh, but I, I don't think anyone, uh, including the coaching staff, anticipated. I think there was a plan in place whereas if Damian – you know, came in and just absolutely struggled and was, you know, caught in the moment, couldn't do anything that we would, you know, maybe go to that. But the way it all kind of unfolded, I don't think anybody anticipated it going down that way. You know, I think they – you know, I think that was worst-case scenario and worst-case scenario happened. Um, And Damian did a – you know, I love Damian to death. He did a great job. But there was a moment in that game when everything was starting to kind of switch. We, You know, we held momentum for so long that game and then all of a sudden there's a few things that happen, and then bam, if, if we don't put Dak in, if, if you know, if Dakota doesn't come in the game, uh, I don't know that we don't – you know, I don't think we win that game. Um, but to, to answer your question, long story short, no, I don't think any – I mean, I, I know I didn't anticipate it, and when it happened, you know, it just brought juice to the stadium, to the team, to the everything, and it just changed the whole outlook of the game. Uh, thank God, uh, you know, Dak – probably shouldn't have took that you – know, you know, he couldn't feel his fingers. And, I mean, he had all kind of issues. And, and I think that just shows you how how much of a leader he is, whether – you know, he put his health aside, whether he should have or not. That's a different, different story for a different day. But he did, and he came in, and he, he won that game for us. Not to say by himself, but, you know, in a major role, he did. I mean, without him, I still don't think – we won that game. So.
0: Ben, you you alluded to it. It felt different. We've only got about a minute to the break. Do you have time, by the way, to hang with us through the break and spend a few more with, minutes with us? Yeah, yeah. For, sure, for sure. All right. Well, yeah, good. Go. Let, me, let me ask you this quickly before the break. About a minute left. You alluded to this. When he came onto the field and I, I remember vividly the the momentum or the, the mood in the stadium changed, did you guys all of a sudden go we know how this one's turning out we're winning this game period don't know how but yeah, just, we're going to do it
1: yeah I mean it was one of those like you said no we, no I didn't have a vision of how you know I didn't have a uh, you know we're going to run this play do this thing or this or whatever I just knew that I knew Dakota I knew he's one of my best friends in the world still is and I, I said man look I mean we always over line looked at each other when when Mullen and Hevesy told us that you know, hey, they're going. You know, Dak's going in the game. You got to protect your butt off. You know, you got to do whatever you got to do because the guy's hurt. And then everybody on the sideline, you immediately felt juice. You immediately felt it in the stands. You immediately, I mean, like you said, I mean, as a fan, I'm sure you saw it. I mean, it just you you had a feeling something special was about to happen, and nonetheless, it did. You know, on that on that fourth down run that I still didn't know was fourth down, and, and then the fumble on uh, on the, you know, with Nico and uh, all that. So it was just. uh it was it was it was surreal. It was one of those moments I'll remember the rest of my life because I, I think I think going into that game we were we were big underdogs. I think, if I remember correctly, but um, maybe I, maybe I'm visioning that wrong. I think maybe we, we had ourselves as underdogs in my mind. Maybe we were also on the on the line on the betting line and all that too.
0: So. Ben, hold that thought just for a second. We're going to take a quick timeout. Come back and we'll talk about this year's game. Visiting with Ben Beckwith, former offensive lineman at Mississippi State. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. You can never not laugh at that one I'm calling foul on that one That was not an egg ball That was an Alabama game Yes, but there's some highlights that just deserve to be there. All there, right, There is an ebb and flow to these. Every Just you're about to start to ch- poke your chest out a little bit, and then boom, you just get humbled I want, immediately. I want the audio of Richard getting barreled over on the Florida sideline, if we can find that there. Yeah, I don't know if you can find that or not. Ben Beckwith is back with us. And, Ben, I, I compared uh, the end of our conversation to sometimes an offensive lineman has got to be able to adjust on the fly and just bail out his quarterback who makes a bonehead play. That was me at the end of that. I, I didn't. I forgot what we had coming up. So I really appreciate you circling back with us. Uh, the stories were so good, uh, and I wanted to get your take on this year's game. Uh, I, I know you still stay very locked in on Mississippi State. You follow this team. Wh- when you look at this matchup, wh- what do you see? Ole Miss,
1: Mississippi State, twenty twenty one. Man, I see. I you know, I'll start with Mississippi State, who I obviously pay more attention to. Um, i mean it seems like to me from outside looking in and uh, seeing what this team's done i mean it's, you got a, a ton of young guys that have have developed and learned this you know very complicated system and have kind of you know have a flow to them now you know the quarterback seems like to play he's playing with a little more swagger to him and a little more confidence and the receivers, I mean, you know, they just seem like, you know, when the ball goes up, they they know they're going to catch it, you know, and that's that's something that's different from years past. We've had some good receivers here or there, but we haven't had a core like we have right now, I don't think, where it's just, you know, throw it up. It doesn't matter what numbers on on the jersey they're going to they're going to make a play on the ball. It seems like, you know, and, and the running game's been, you know, been has come come around some, and we actually run the ball, you know, have run the ball efficiently in times this year. and uh, the offensive line seems to be playing a little better, and, and, and the defense obviously has, has been the the strong suit of the team all year, and uh, I think they're just, you know, everything's moving in the right direction. They're getting, every game they get better, uh, it seems like, which is what you want, for especially from a young team, and I think they have a chance in any game they play, you know, I, I, obviously there's been some games this year they lost that they shouldn't have, and that's, that is what it is, but I think if you talk to any of those guys on that team, uh, I bet you would, they would tell you that they don't feel like they've lost. You know, every game that they've lost, they feel like they could have won. Outside of maybe the Alabama game, you know, that just it, it is what it, it it was what it was this year. But I mean, I feel like every game they've been in, they could have or have had an opportunity to win. You know, and that's all you can ask for at the end of the day. And to be that young and and kind of uh, you know a team that doesn't really have a ton of senior leadership, I guess you would say. I mean, to see these, those young guys step up and, you know, I, I feel great about the future, and I, and I think they have a great chance uh, Thursday night uh, against a real good old Miss team.
0: What would it – how would your career – that may not be the right way to ask it. I mean, I'm just thinking about playing offensive line in this offense yeah. compared to the offense that you guys ran where it was <laughs> so heavily dictated on running the football.
1: Well, oh, I can I can speak for a lot of fat guys that play offensive line <laughs> passing the ball every down would be a nightmare for me, <laughs> especially in practice when I, you're talking about uh, blocking Chris Jones every day and Fletcher Cox and so on and so forth and Denico and Preston and all those guys who wants to be backpedaling every play, you know, which is essentially what you're doing. But uh, I mean it. For, I mean, for those, for honestly, for this era of football, I mean, it, it gives you a great opportunity, opportunity to go to the NFL and, and and earn a bunch of money. You know, I mean, there's, the way these these teams pass the ball now, I mean, if you if you're a, if you're a seasoned guy that can can pass block consistently and win, you know, 90 percent of your of your snaps, uh, we can teach a big guy to go run block right. I mean, it, it takes it takes a little inner talent and athleticism to be able to be a finesse uh, you know pass blocker. I mean. You're going against these defensive ends and in the SEC and these and these three techniques that are elite athletes that are can you know quick t- twitch can move left or right can do, you can power move you can long arm you whatever they want to do and for them to know pretty much ninety percent of the time that you're going to drop back and pass the ball I mean they're they're at an advantage like I said ninety percent of the time I mean you, you're not you're, as an offensive lineman you know physically you shouldn't win every battle um but you know more times than not these guys that are good really to find a way to do it but uh for me personally um I, you know i i think you could learn to do it but if i had you know if i had a choice i would much rather run downhill and you know put a little weight on my hand and go try to block a guy or you know do it no you know get in a combination block with a tackle or something like that but uh i I don't think it's a disadvantage or I think it's kind of neutral. You just kind of kind of take it for what it is and and take advantage of your opportunities and and make sure that you you get your job done, you know, which these guys have have seemed to get, have gotten better, uh, you know, hour by hour, day by day, game by game. And and you can tell that, uh, the quarterback has has gotten better with the offensive line getting better, which is what you want to see.
0: Ben, one of those guys who's gotten better and better is Charles Cross. Announced today as the uh, the whole Trophy winner as the top offensive lineman in the state. Obviously, Mississippi State has had uh, quite a few guys win that award. When you watch Charles and, and you see what he's able to do, what what do you think of him?
1: Man, he he he's he seems he seems like he's still raw. You know, he, he he's an athletic kid. He's He's definitely got the frame where he can put some more some more mass on from the outside looking in. I've never met the guy in person, but just my perception from TV and seeing him play the game. You know, he, he's got a lot of raw talent. He's very good. I, I don't I don't want raw talent to sound bad. I mean, that's a good thing. It means he's he's got a ton of upside, right? I mean, he's already a great player, and he, he's still not really developed where he can be. And I think you've seen some guys come through that that school, uh, you know, both on the defensive side and offensive side, that has kind of looked like him in college. And then, you know, future down the road, two, three, four years from now in the NFL, I think he's going to look like a different guy. You know, I think he's going to be a lot more massive and a lot more powerful. But to play the left tackle position like he's played and, and to be, you know, a guy that I mean, I didn't know who Charles Cross was until this you know until you know five or six games ago you know and uh, and yeah. even once you hear the name and start seeing the draft boards and the, you know he's probably going to be playing in Mobile for the Senior Bowl and things like that at some point and uh, you know he's I mean it's impressive I mean he looks he looks the part and plays the part and I think he's going to make himself a lot of money and uh, proud for the guy it's awesome good you Hi, know ben. fun to see big guys succeed.
0: Only a couple of minutes left. I got. I got two things for you. Number one, yeah. nastiest interior defensive lineman you ever went against.
1: Oh, uh, that's a hard one because both of them I, I, pra- I practiced against <laughs> them on my own team. Um, okay. So- Coming up, Fletcher, I was on scout team, you know, 2010, and the uh, guy was unblockable. Obviously, I was a I was a freshman from Benton Academy who had never seen anything like that. We were from the Ooh. same county, but I'd never blocked him. Uh, knew him well, and but he ate my lunch day in and day out. And then, man, just Chris Jones on, on good on good when I was a starter. I mean, the guys, I mean, you saw it last night. I hated him doing my guy back like that, but uh you know, he's he's just unreal. He's just strong, fat. He's everything, you know, if you built a player on Madden, he's there's Chris Jones, you know, he's just he he was the hardest guy to block bar none and uh, I, I still to this day, in my whole career I never had you know, even comparing him to Fletcher, he I, I, he was harder to block to me than Fletcher was and he was the hardest guy I ever winning against.
0: And then number two, and, and I don't even care about the results. So 2013, 2014, I don't know if you got in 2012 in, in the Egg Bowl. Give me one play from inside one of those games that you remember that kind of stands out above all the rest. Is there is there a single one where you pancaked a guy or you had a combo block or you know you sprung somebody for a big run or hey, you, a, you, you jumped time early? <laughs> uh, let's um, see, we, uh, we got about a minute and a half.
1: Well, I can tell you this. So, uh, my my biggest thing was 2013. Uh, there was a guy named uh, Kim Diche that yeah. uh, that was you know the media loved. He was all everybody thought he was all world. We watched film on him. You know, he he wasn't what his perception was. He was never the guy that everybody claimed him to be. I'm not talking down the guy. Just is what it is. you talk to any anybody that's played or watched film on him. He Super freak looking athlete, very fast, but very lazy, and he wasn't very—he you know, he wasn't as strong as he might have been in the weight room. So, the whole time leading up to that, I was going to block him in thirteen. And Coach Hevesy was, as y'all know, I mean, just—I love Coach Hevesy, but he is—he's—he's he's a wild man. He's crazy. He just stayed on my case all week. You're going to let this guy embarrass you? He's—he's he's all this. He's all that. He's—you know—blah blah blah blah. blah. So going into that game, just getting off the ball and, and, and owning that guy all night and, and our whole team, you know, just, just all, that, that night, that whole, it's not really one play, but just coming out of that game knowing that this guy that, you know, everybody talks about and then some no-name guy playing right guard with long hair has, you know, dominated him and graded out that game in the 90s. Had a great experience. So that, just going into that, that that kind of leads back to my mentality. Though I'm a chip on my shoulder. You you tell me I can't do something. I'm gonna go prove you wrong. And that that was fun for me to go out and take, you know, taking on and on a guy that was, you know, one of the best recruits in the in the country and went on to the NFL. And I think he proved proved everybody who he was when he got there. And that's that's a story for another day. But uh, I I, I guess Ben, uh, that that's that's my
0: that. That was also, and we're out of time on this, you you at that point were a little bit of a veteran and had some tricks, and he was still figuring it out as a freshman that year. Right. uh right. It may have been a learning experience for him that night in a big way. Uh, ben, man, can't can't thank you enough for your time. A couple of different times this afternoon. Uh, wish you and your family a happy Thanksgiving and hope we can catch up again soon. Thanks, Ben.
1: Man, I appreciate y'all. Thanks. Thanks. Hell's state. Health state.
0: Sports Talk Mississippi, Ben Beckwith joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. We. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.